It is Friday, and by now you know what that means, right? Always time for another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast to kick off our weekend. I'm Adam McNutt alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gamison. Hello, Adam. It's great to be with you today. And today we are getting back uh, into our uh, Armor of God uh, study. We only have a couple more podcasts to go. I believe today we have the Sword of the Spirit, and then after that we have Prayer, and that series will be wrapped up. And it's been really neat to just go through uh, each of these pieces and discuss them, and I hope that they've been beneficial to our listeners. Um, As I said, they are all available on the website. I've said this before, Mm -hmm. and if anybody wants to uh, purchase them, in a uh, CD set, we can arrange for that as well uh, because I would be glad to pull those off, put them on. I think it would probably go on uh, two CDs and then send them to you for any donation amount to the Ministry of Speaking for Him. So just to keep that in mind as we delve into today's episode. And let's start with our quote of the day. And this actually comes from a former president here. It says, when... Within the covers of the Bible are the answers for all the problems men face. That is from Mr. Ronald Reagan. Uh, And I really like this quote uh, because it really just sums up the Bible. There are uh, answers to the problems that men face. And and yes, um, there are some problems that we face that we never envisioned facing. I don't think the the writers of the Bible uh, envisioned all the issues that we have with technology and things of that nature. Uh, that cause uh, difficulty and stumbling blocks in the Christian life. But the principles that we can follow in order to in order to be successful in life, the principles that govern even those types of modern things are still found in the pages of the Word of God. And so uh, as we look at some certain aspects of the Word of God, um, it is very, uh, I think, important important to think about and i hope that it will help to encourage you this week as as we go about our daily lives uh, the first aspect that i want to talk about is the word of god is a key to success joshua 1 8 says this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. So the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, um, one of the things that it helps us with is to have success in this Christian life. Now it's important as we talk about that to realize that it's not success in the way we often think of success. Um, it is God's economy of success can be very different from what we would think success mm-hmm. would be. You know, um, there are some aspects in which I if I had my ultimate wish and success, I would have a three hour talk show by now that had, you know, a national listenership, you know, in, in the hundreds of thousands. Um, and who knows, I might get there someday, but the point being that that is not what God has, has given me to do right now. And to say that I am not a success because I don't have that, would probably be missing the mark of all that God wants to show me and teach me through these early times. And so it's important for us to realize that when we're talking about success, we're talking about not 
having everything that we want, but rather having a, a, a complete Christian life where we are living close to God and we're doing what he wants. And, the, and it kind of goes along with the verse we've talked about on this podcast before, too, uh, in Psalm 37, where it says, Delight yourselves also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Mm-hmm. Part of that and part of this is that his, his desires become your desires. And so your desires and the way that you see life changes as you submit to him. And so I think that's more along the lines of what this verse is talking about. Uh, the next aspect I want to talk about is it keeps us pure. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to thy word. Psalm one nineteen one o nine. If you ever want a primer on the Word of God, Psalm 119 is that. Psalm 119, uh, in almost every verse or every other verse, talks about the Word of God in one way or another. And as I was looking uh, up verses for this podcast, uh, there's a lot of choices for Psalm 119 for this, this particular topic. And so... I think it's important for us if we want to um, stay in the Word of God and and study what it's uh, what it means for us that we would uh, be in Psalm one nineteen. That would be very important. And and uh, just how do you uh, stay on the right path by staying in the Word of God? And uh, then the third point um, is it keeps us from sin. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Psalm 119, 111. And these two uh, verses that I just read may seem pretty similar, but I think that there's two different thoughts here. I think that that the one thought is it keeps us from sin, which means it keeps us from the bad, and kind of the thought of the other verse, 119, 109, about uh, taking heed according to his word to keep your way pure, uh, um, it does kind of speak about staying away from sin, but it also speaks about putting the good things into your life because it's not just about getting rid of the bad things. You also have to take the void that's left by getting rid of sin and and put good things in. And mm-hmm. so the Bible helps us with both of those things. Do you have any thoughts on these first few points? Uh, I like what you just touched on where you were saying, you know, when maybe you choose to live a different lifestyle or you walk away from something you used to kind of sin in your life with to uh, fill it with something good. Because uh, then that way we want to make sure it doesn't fill with something else bad or, you know, something else takes its place. So being reminded to, to fill yourself with something good. And it could even be applied to if you were saying, okay, I'm going to have more God word time today. And um, instead of 10 minutes, you do 15 minutes, but then the rest of it is filled with, with something else. You know, a lot of times it can be easy to say, I'm, I'm going to read God's word and rely on him. But then it's like, oh, this show is on or, oh, this thing is on. And, you know, it kind of distracts you a little bit. So making sure to really motivate yourself to make that a, a big top priority of filling with good things is crucial. And then the next uh, aspect that I want to talk about is that lasts forever. Uh, it says in Isaiah 40, verse 8. The grass withereth and the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. And I don't know if you saw this, Adam, but we're we're very close um, to the date when the new iPhone comes out. Oh, yes. The iPhone 6 mm-hmm. and the iPhone 6 Plus. Now, everybody 
uh, gets excited about these new products that come out, and all of a sudden, uh, your old iPhone doesn't have the same shine. Uh, the crazy thing is, some people are are camping out uh, to get their new iPhone <laughs> up to you know upwards of two weeks or even more before it happens. Wow! Because they're that crazy about it. So those things, technology things, they always change, mm-hmm. and it's hard to keep up and. You know, you bring home the latest technological gadget, whether it be an iPhone or whatever, and you you think that you're so cool, and then your friend brings home the next newer model, and you're like, all of a sudden, it's not as cool anymore. But the Word of God is not like that. The Word of God doesn't change at all, and it lasts forever. Um, And then it does um, hard work. I mean, it's like a hammer. It says in Jeremiah 23, 29, is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. And I think uh, what this is kind of referring to is the fact that when when you are under the sound of the word of God, uh, it works on your life. Um, there have been so many people that have been so far from God, and they open up the word of God, and they sense that it's speaking right to them, or they stumble into a church and... They think, well, uh, that speak, that preacher is preaching right to me, and I wish he would stop or whatever, but, but the preacher doesn't even know them. But that's because uh, the Word of God um, is specific to us and, and has specific messages for us, even though it was written uh, over thousands of year period many, uh, many years ago. And so it's pretty exciting to see God work in people's lives just for the the written word of God. But then we have, um, it is more powerful than a two-edged sword, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12. And again, kind of along the same lines of being a powerful weapon, um, to help people um, deal with the sin in their lives, to bring them to conviction so they can uh, turn their lives over to Christ and and live a better, more abundant life than they ever could on their own. Uh, And it's worth mentioning at this point that the Word of God is the one offensive weapon in the armor. As we've been going through these weapons in the armor, most of them are defensive. You have your breastplate to cover your chest. You have your... Uh, your your shoes to cover your feet um, and, and your shield uh, to hold up against the, the fiery darts of the wicked one. All these things that are defensive weapons. Well, the sword is one of two offensive weapons that we've been given. Um, so we have to actively use it. And in order to use it, we have to be in it. Uh, you know, we just read that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. Well, if you're going to use a sword, uh, you don't just go out and use it for its intended purpose right off the bat Mm -hmm. and know what to do. You have to spend time with it. You have to get used to it. You have to know how to use it in certain situations. And the scriptures are the same way. We need to be studying it so that when it's needed, we can use it. And one of the interesting things to note, too, is that often when the Bible is most needed, we don't necessarily have a Bible next to us. Now, there's less of an excuse for that now than there ever was. 
because we have mobile apps with the Bible on them and everything. Mm-hmm. But there's still times when you won't have a Bible with you. But God will still use the scriptures to minister to you and to speak to you at specific times if you are spending time in the Word. And then finally, it is personified in Jesus Christ. This is perhaps the most important. Uh, the Bible calls Jesus the Word of God and says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John one fourteen, And so, <clears throat> uh, Jesus is the Word of God. He is the author of the written Word of God. Um, and then he shows us how to live out the Word of God through his example in the Gospels. So, my hope is that as we have gone through this Sword of the Spirit, that you have learned some things about your offensive weapon in this armor, and that you have uh, that you have been your interest has been piqued um, to want to study more about it. And you know, I, I love the fact that we opened up with a quote from Ronald Reagan because he was a very intelligent man, very well known man, very popular man. Uh, he, I think, he won the nineteen eighty four um, election. Uh, by the biggest landslide um, since George Washington was unanimously uh, voted president for the very first presidency. I could be wrong about that. Um, I know that it was one of the bigger landslides in presidential history because he acted decisively. He acted um, in uh, the best interests of the nation and people respected him from both parties. And it's largely because he was a man of the Bible. Um, I remember one thing he said shortly after he got out of office too was, now I can go back to church. Um, (laughs) Because there's a lot of, uh, most presidents say they're Christians. That's the popular thing to do when you're running for president, um, any political office, but president in particular is to say, I'm a Christian, so you should vote for me. Mm -hmm. Because Christianity is still... Uh, the predominant religious choice here in America. But um, there aren't very many of them that really have a relationship with the Lord. And the irony is some of those other people, they may go to church more often, but they kind of do it for the cameras. And he deliberately uh, chose not to go to church a lot during that time because he didn't want to uh, require his Secret Service detail Um, to work so hard on Sundays and he didn't want to take attention away from the services. So when he got out of um, the presidency, he was grateful because he had an opportunity um, to go back to church as a civilian. So it's just worth noting that this successful man, Ronald Reagan, saw the Bible for the value that it is. And so you don't have to check your brains at the door to appreciate (laughs) the value of the Bible in your life. Uh, before we say goodbye for the week, do you have any thoughts on the last few points? I think uh, it was cool how you mentioned about Ronald Reagan, how he was man of God getting the Bible. He wants to go to church. You know, He surrounded himself with those good things that we kind of connected with earlier in the, sh- in the podcast here in the show. And look how that came out in his actions and in his lifestyle. And that's something for us to keep in mind as, as Christians, too, as we're growing in our relationship with God and, and with uh, family members and friends and people around us. Uh, it's not only just even a decision for ourselves to get closer to God, but 
how is it going to affect those around us by using that sword of the spirit? So I just I found that kind of interesting. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today on the Speaking for Him podcast. We hope that these reflections on the sword of the spirit have been beneficial to you. Uh, we are very excited uh, to continue on through this podcast. It's hard to believe the things that God has already done, and we're looking forward into the future to some exciting things to come. So stay tuned with us. Uh, please like us on Facebook. Please uh, review us on iTunes and Stitcher, uh, and follow us on Twitter, and that will give you the latest happenings on the Speaking for Him podcast. For now, though, I want to wish you a, a great weekend and to let you know to keep serving the best of masters. Many thanks to my co-host and executive producer, Adam McNutt. This is Andrew Gamason saying, have a great weekend.